From the shores of Summer Lake in Tigard, Oregon, it's the Portland Tim Beers Podcast, a show featuring two guys who love craft beer and Portland timber soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Gary. Tim Beers. I'm Jason. I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We talk a little bit about craft beer, soccer, and pretty much whatever else we want. How's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good. Pretty good. Timbers play here shortly. They do, and they actually pulled the win off last week. Yeah. We no got shocked. Craziness there. So we'll have to see what they do against LAFC, who's yeah. not looking fantastic. Um, I see Merritt is uh, battling with Root Sports, or something was said about Root Sports and the whole blackout in the Portland market. <laughs> really? Well, uh, he deleted his tweet, so nobody really knows what he said. Okay. But I kind of saw the leftover shenanigans with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but the Timbers Army's all fired up about this thing I've been dealing with for the last couple of years. Well, yeah. I mean, we no fans in the stadium. Yep. And Root Sports is the only one showing it for a lot of the times. And the but only they, streaming option you can get. But they black it out for locals, so right. Well, it makes so, no sense. So they allow those that have regular cable that has Root Sports to have it. But anybody that has a streaming like Sling or AT&T Now yeah. or, yep, you're cut off. Oh, that's BS. Moreover, ESPN Plus or whatever that thing is. Yeah. They've blacked it out on that because Roots Sports carries it local. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Get a new contract, dump Root if they don't play ball, and call yeah. it good. Yeah. So. I mean, it can't be that lucrative of a contract. Eh, yeah, probably not. I mean, relatively, absolutely, right? But compared to like shopping it with ESPN or Fox or somebody like that that will actually put it on and pay you, like, come on. Yeah, and get you more coverage. Yeah, right. Totally. Anyways, all right, man. Well, welcome to Yakima Beer Week number two. Woohoo! Yeah. So uh, this week we're going to focus um, a little tap room in Yakima um, that I ran across shortly after they opened. Um, and not just COVID opened, but like opened fresh. Started a new business in COVID times. So. That'll be kind of an interesting little interview. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's uh, that's crazy to so, be able to open a business during all that going on. Yeah. Well, and we're uh, enjoying four Yakima beers sitting here in front of us. So um, all gifted to us. Um, we are trying Valley Brewing's Lupo Max, which we tried a month ago or so. Yep. Um, we are trying uh, Valley Brewing's Neon Icon. Uh, this is a hazy IPA. Okay. Bale Breakers Imagination Station. It's a pinwheel party summer ale. <laughs> and Juice Got Loose by... I'm looking... Valley Brewing as well. And I'm going to assume that's a juicy IPA. I'm guessing it is. Just so. by the name. Yep. Something like that. All right. Well, 
What have you tried? I'm having the Lupo Max right now. Um, I'm tasting the farthest left in my taster tray. We're going opposite, going to meet in the middle. So. so I'm not sure what that was, but uh, I have a feeling that's the Juicy. Juice Got Loose by yeah. Uh, Valley. Yeah. It's actually not too bad. Really? Yeah. So I'm trying Lupo Max. It's got the Citra Mosaic and Sabro uh, Lupo Max in it. And it was a collab between Haas slash Valley Brewing, and um, it's pretty dang good, man. I dig it. We had it a few weeks ago. and Yeah, very refreshing. Yeah, new ultra-concentrated hops that you would have heard on last week's episode, them uh, Caleb talking about those from, uh, again, Valley Hops or yes. Yakima Valley Hops. So, Anyways, all right, well, let's... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about this little tap house and what's going on with this thing. So I read about this tap house opening in Yakima. So I reach out and I'm like, hey, be interested in interviewing you guys. No response. Crickets. <laughs> so get get in my little vehicle, drive over, check them out over there in downtown Yakima. And it's like 100 degrees. They're in a brick building downtown. Pretty cool spot. Yeah. And um, it's packed. Dude, the Blazers are on. They're in the bubble tournament. They're doing their thing. And so, like, all of these people are watching the Blazer game. And I think it was Blazers versus Lakers. Um, Yeah. So I try to get a seat. No bueno. No seat. And I'm like, hey. Um, how long? And they're like, well, we can't even have you waiting inside because we just opened up and we're playing by the rules with COVID. We couldn't even tell you how long you could wait around the corner. Yeah. So I'm kind of salty and I'm it's hot and I'm cranky <laughs> and I'm like, F it. I'm out of here. And post something saying, well, n- catch you next time, guys. And uh, get in my car and circle around the block to get out of there. And there's like four open tables now. And I'm like, what was that? So I go up, snag one of the tables. Yeah. So the deal is you give them your credit card. They give you a little bracelet with an owl on it. And you pick a glass. There's like flutes and pint glasses and taster glasses. And essentially the first 32 ounces, I believe, um, and, and we'll verify that. But um, you basically pour whatever you want. And so there's like 50 taps. You put your little owl bracelet up to the owl that's underneath the tap. Yeah. And it tracks how many ounces you pour into the glass up to 32. And so you can have free run of this thing. So can't reuse, uh, can't reuse a glass. Got to get a fresh glass each time. Okay. And... Um, I think that was pretty much it. But so once, you, once you've hit 32 ounces, you go up and make eye contact, make sure you're not too hammered, and they reset you for another 32. So this is one of those self-serve tap rooms. Self-serve tap room. Interesting. So interesting story, great beers. If they keep good beer selection on, um, this place is going to be money. And it's one of two in the entire state of Washington, two huh. separate owners type thing. But yeah. uh but there's two self-serves, and I think this thing's awesome. Um, I saw one in Chamonix in France last year. That's what you were saying. Yeah, and so uh, I was like, man, this thing would be great. And then Rich, uh, this year in Europe, sent me a picture of one and said, we should do this. OLCC is like a no-go on it. I think because of COVID, we're closer now than we'd ever been. Yeah. But OLCC actually has a position on it. So... 
Let's listen. Let's see how they police it. And let's learn about the tap in Yakima. Hey, it's Jason from the Timbers, and I am here with Oscar from the Tap, and I'm here in Yakima in a brand new, literally just a few days old, uh, Tap House. Pretty unique, um, but I'll let Oscar introduce himself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about the Tap. Awesome. So uh, I appreciate this opportunity, by the way. My name is Oscar Zapian. Uh, I am co-owner with my my brother, who's actually inside the Tap right now, helping some customers. But uh, um, yeah, we we brought this to the Yakima, uh, fresh and new self-pour uh, craft house 50 taps of uh, craft beer cider wine and nitro um, this is something I think Yakima needed uh, and so uh, we've been working on this possible I think now a year and eight months now wow eight year a year and eight months wow yeah that's not so like for a long time down the street I'm told all about the legend of the sports center yes and how the sports center was the beer place yes. in downtown Yakima everybody went there the beers like anybody that's a who's who of beer went to yet like sports center right so you guys are not far from that just a stone's throw right right so now you're going to be the who's who of uh, the yakima beer scene right okay uh, well let's hope well, so, i don't right? know so but you're doing something that's different so what are you doing that's different in this tap shop compared to like uh the public house down a little bit what west of here right so what we do different here than anyone else in the yakima or the valley um in fact we're the only uh, self-pour uh, tap room concept in our general region. I believe there's one in Walla Walla, um, but we are uh, the first ones. Uh, pretty much what you, what happens here is when you come in, you get a wristband that has a, uh, a limit of 32 ounces to pour yourself or 12 ounces of wine. You come up to our um, our tap wall is what we call it, and you've got selections. Look around, see what you like. Each uh, selection is um, marked with the ounce. Uh, ounces that you actually actually pour and we charge by the ounce here so if you want to try five six seven different things you can you're only charged by the ounce i'm sorry about that siren by the way um and so the experience here is uh, is unique because you get to uh, try different things an issue that i came up with well an issue that i was facing and i'm sure a lot of us have is when we go to a brewery or a tap room and it's quite busy good for them obviously they've got the delicious beers but Sometimes you're waiting 5, 10, 15 minutes for a beer, right? Because right? you have to wait in line, obviously. And sometimes when you come up to the front of the line and you're looking to uh, have a few different samples, you don't want to be that person who has like 8, 9, 10 people behind you holding everybody back. Right. And so this really eliminates all that. Essentially, when we can fully open, I can have 50 people at the tap wall right. pouring themselves, Right. Uh, and uh, so that's that's the uniqueness that we bring to Yakima that no one has here. Okay. Well, so listeners, long-term listeners will remember I was in Chamonix about this time last year, and I did a. Uh, I was amazed by this self this self-serve tap house in Chamonix, and it was so very similar. I mean, you had a card, you didn't have a little owl bracelet, but that said, you could walk up and do whatever you want, and you could dispense by the ounce, and you pay as you go. Um, and so I started looking up things here, actually in the Northwest. And at that time, Oregon's like, nope, you can't have it at all. We're not doing self-serve. Correct. Yeah, Oregon. So things are a little bit different here in Washington. You're allowed to do that. Concept works. But the big fear in Oregon as you're reading through the OLCC lot literature is, well, we're going to have nothing but drunk people. I mean, we're going to have nothing but drunk people. How do you guys moderate uh, intoxication here? Sure. So uh, I just briefly mentioned it just a little yeah. bit ago, but... So we have a wristband, and when we scan you in with that wristband, that allows you to pour 32 ounces right. of beer 
or and or 12 ounces of wine, a combination thereof. Once you reach those limits, it doesn't mean that you're cut off, but you have to come to myself or one of the staff members, right. and so we can reset you back to 32 ounces. Those few seconds of engagement with, with our customer allows us to make sure that they're okay to continue. Right, totally. And so that's that face-to-face interview at the check stand, at, at the register, and you're just like, hey, you doing okay? And you can kind of look at somebody's eyes and right. say, look, are you... Are you good to go for another 32? And is it 32 the next time as yes, well? Yes. Oh, is it really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. Yep. It's a 64. <laughs> right. Okay. Have you had to cut somebody off in the two days you've been open? No. I, you know what? I have. I have. We haven't met that person yet who's drunk or we have, we've got to cut them off. So that's good. We want this place to be a really chill place, a drama-free place. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll encounter that person eventually. <laughs> oh, you guarantee yeah. you will. So, so tell me about your background. So how'd you get involved in the tap house? You had this vision. Do you brew? Are you a home brewer? Did you just like say, hey, you don't want to open a beer place in Yakima? Yeah. So my background is a little unique and different than your typical person who opens a tap room or a brewery, et cetera. So before the tap room, I was in law enforcement for 13 and a half years. I actually just retired from the Toppenish Police Department as a sergeant. Sweet. Um, and it's something that I was really thinking hard about, about doing both. But now that I'm in this position and I let go of... Actually, in fact, I just let go of that position on the 29th of July. Wow. So less than a month ago. And so it was definitely hard because I definitely missed my guys out on the road. So, um, But how I got into this. So about a year and a half ago or a little longer than that, maybe closer to two years, we were just having some like retention retention issues back, our, back at our department where people were just coming and going. And um, we, we couldn't really keep, keep guys because they would go to other agencies. So. Right. I just took an inventory of where I was in life and I said, where do I want to be a year from now, two years from now? And if things continue the way they were going, then uh, it was going to look the same for me, right? But I do homebrew, so that's kind of where this kind of yeah. came in play, right? So I do some homebrew. I love, I love it. I haven't really had much time lately because, obviously, of the tap. Yeah. Um, but that's where uh, the, the, the thought and the concept and just the, my vision, my why, that's, that, that's where it came from really is so I wanted to do something where it was unique something around craft beer because we can build community around craft beer I believe um, so that's that's kind of the vision and why I gotta throw some love to my uh, boys over at Yakima Valley Hops they hooked me up with this sweet gift basket post interview today I mean this whole tub full of stuff loving that where do you buy your ingredients at for home brewing or where have you actually same place are you good, uh, yeah good. and also they this also place is nuts man yeah and also over um, Ace Hardware up over over a little it's a little west from us. Oh yeah, uh, they actually have a little section for homebrew. Do they really? Yeah. So if I can't find if out. I can't find some ingredients or whatnot from uh, the Yakima place, I'll I'll definitely hit a base. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, what you're doing here is truly special. It's a sweet spot here in Yakima off a of chestnut, and. Um, Man, I mean, I wish you all the luck, and again, I thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Thank you so beer much. Beer selections, everything. So keep up with the good beer selection. Thank you. So, and uh, take care, Tim. Thank beers. you so much. Yep. All right. Big thanks to Oscar over at the Tap and Yakima. Awesome guy. All sorts of nuggets we pulled out of that one, huh? Oh, definitely. Sergeant definitely. in the Topanish Police Department. Yep. Uh, was working there up to the grand opening, essentially, and. Uh, now owns a beer place, dude, with his brother. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. Um, you usually don't hear about cops opening up brew pubs or tap houses, which is a kind of unique way for them to get into it. Yeah, so interesting stuff from Oscar, and it was interesting when I walked in. He's got his whole family there, man. I mean, his 
son is basically pulling glasses and cleaning glasses in the back room. Yeah. Um, there were a couple other kids there that were doing their part, cleaning tables, and it's what? like the family affair, man. Yeah, and I, th- I think he he brought up a really good point, um, and I, I agree with him on it, is that like tap houses like this or, or tasting rooms or breweries in general um, are... They can be used as community builders, and and he's just showing that right there. Yeah. Well, like I said, the money in this thing is going to be good beer selection. So I alluded to, or I talked about in the beginning of the interview, there's a place in downtown Yakima, like the over by the convention center area, that was known as the sports center. And yeah. I, and each beer person I've talked to in Yakima talks about the sports center with some legendary status okay. there's like some sort of lore that goes with this place yeah it's now closed but it's basically they shut the shut the sign off lock the door and everything's still inside the way it was but essentially hmm. this one dude and you'll hear about it in the bail breaker interview um was basically the guy that was the dot connector he would like make all these connections and then connect the dots and then buy the beer from these dots these legendary beer people right and these the sports sports center got like wicked ass beers beers that no other place in the nation was getting but this little place in downtown yakima was getting. they were getting them and then word caught on, so they had their Fresh Hop Festival and all that stuff, and people would come hang out there, the legends of beer, the Art Lawrences, and uh, yeah. <clears throat> brewers from all over the world, and it just had this like flywheel thing going on. That's fantastic. And then you'll hear the that beer guy is now gone, and then the place just took a nosedive. So uh. they tried to keep it open, but like the guy that was making it happen, gone. So... I'm hoping Oscar's place can like take take the place of it. It's not too far down the road. Right. Good location. Um, and if he can do a good beer selection, this place is going to kick some ass. The, the key is to connecting the dots. Yeah, absolutely. And bring in good beer, man. Bring yeah. in beer, yeah, like yeah. one-offs. And he had paps at the far end, which you've got to have a tap of some sort of thing like that. Keeps uh, the college crowd happy. Yeah. But, again... Um, and then everything actually is by the ounce priced differently, right? So an imperial yeah. stout is going to be higher out, uh, higher per ounce than say Pabst. So, but somebody can, but still, you can only have thirty-two ounces exactly, right? And then you got to go get checked in, right? So why am I drinking Pabst even if it's twenty-five <laughs> yeah. cents an ounce? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, so yeah, awesome interview. That's our interview for the week from. Uh, from Yakima, yeah. and I think next week we're going to pull from the vault and focus on Varietal, which is a uh, small town of Varietal Brewings in Sunnyside, which is south of Yakima, a little teeny town, and dude, awesome, awesome beer, almost crux-like. Oh, uh, interesting. In their yeah, yeah. So, and their approach to things, too, so... That'll be next week's interview, and then uh, I think we'll do Bail Breaker um, to close out the month. So Cool. And, again, legendary beers at Bail Breaker. So. Yeah. But, um, so let's see. Marzen's in the keg. So my Marzen. It's uh, ready to rock. Good, good. Um, it's been carving it out, itself out. So essentially cold crashing and carving now. 
Um, and I got to tell you, it tasted pretty freaking good when I popped it in the keg. She isn't that isn't that funny? It's usually the the, the brew days that just multiple shit and things go wrong. Yep. That the beer ends up tasting absolutely fantastic. No, it tasted dialed in, man. Like, good. That's good. Um, and then I've decided not to make a fresh hop beer. I think I'm out of time. So I gave you, we'll talk about the hops in a second, but I gave you a satchel of those hops. Yeah, some Mount Hoods. Some Mount Hoods. You so. know, it, it's interesting that we're talking about hop harvests because I saw an interesting statistic the other day uh, that came across one of my feeds. Oh, yeah. That 3% of the hop harvest in the Yakima Valley was lost due to the fire. Really? Yeah, due to the smoke damages and stuff. Well, so I was just going to say, so I'll just jump into my hops. But it's it's late harvest hops that were lost. Well, so I did my harvest yesterday. And yes. we know what the air quality is. Oh, complete crap. So I kind of expect these to be like <laughs> Tim's type of hops where they're yeah, smoky. Yeah, they're smoky. Yeah. <laughs> these are going to be smoky Mount Hood hops. Yeah. Well, and so I harvested Cascade Centennial and Mount Hood. Mount Hood is a, a year three vine. Yeah. And it produced the most. I think I got three and a half, four ounces off the thing. Um, I, interestingly enough, kilned three ounces of them. And then I took an ounce and froze it just right from the vine and then vacuum sealed it. Okay. And everything I've read is if you do that. It's like fresh hop. It's like a fresh hop when you pull it out. Yeah. So I didn't give it a chance to mildew or do whatever it does. I sucked the air out of the bag with my vacuum sealer. Right. So in theory, it should be ready to go like a fresh hop. Yeah. It's like you did a cryo freeze on it. Kind of like I did a cryo freeze without the cryo chamber. So. And then uh, Centennial was my second most, and I think I got two, two and a half ounces out of that. Um, and then my Cascades, uh, year one vine that came up about June, just because mm-hmm. things were so moist. Yeah. Um, produced like maybe a half ounce tops. So, hmm. um, But then I got to count my brew weeks, and then I was like, this isn't going to work. Like, I got to have Black Widow brewed next week. So that it can do what it needs to do, so yeah. that it's drinkable by October. Right. The other side of that is I don't need 15 gallons of beer sitting around. So <laughs> <laughs> I've already got all of this Yakima beer and Wenatchee beer. I mean, like the last thing I can think I need is 15 gallons of more beer. So. Yeah, you need like a beer expansion kit. I need to get a license and start selling beer. So. Like a walk-in, <laughs> uh, walk-in cooler. Yeah. My God, I got beer cut. This is exactly what happened like 20 years ago. Is I had all of this beer, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I need to quit brewing. <laughs> so the difference now is my little uh, condenser's on its way, and I may just turn some of it into yeah. hand just sanitizer. Turn it into it, yeah. <laughs> some some hand sanitizer by Rogers. That's right. Anybody want some hoppy hand sanitizer? So. Yeah, well, so Black Widow clone's coming up next, and then, um, and I think, actually, I'm going to put a twist on it. I'm not going to use the normal hops that I put in it. I'm yeah. going to use my hops inside of it, so, Ooh. which will be kind of, I mean, because if they're smoky, yeah, that might add something to that Black Widow clone. It very well might, yeah. So, we'll have to see how that looks and tastes, and, and of course, that's Debbie's, one of Debbie's favorites, so... Yeah, ne- next thing you do is you're going to be dedicating a uh, plot of your backyard to uh, malt growing. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Like harvesting the hops, I have three vines, dude. It yeah. took me like three hours at the nasty ass smoke, Yuck. and I was itchy like I'd been rolling around in insulation. So it was a reminder of <laughs> like twenty years ago, and I'm like, dude, harvesting yep. hops sucks. <laughs> I almost called you, almost said, "Hey, Gary, come on over," because <laughs> I got a really shitty job, and your name's on it. We, we, we got some fun work we need to do. Yeah. Well, well so. Uh, Yep, hops are harvested, they're cut down and doing their thing. Um, new Anvil uh, tank showed up. So yeah. they, they texted me and they said, So you hey, got the new one? It showed up, it's supposed to show up Friday. It shows up Saturday because of the smoke. Okay. Things got delayed. Um, I actually sent off Friday a nastygram saying, Hey, where the hell's my stuff? Essentially, and then it showed up Saturday morning, and I'm like, sorry. You had to send a retraction. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they literally just sent the tank. So, like, all of the external peripheral, like the valves, all that stuff, I had to, like, take off the old one. Yeah. Put it in the put it on the new one. And then... And then... Ship the old one back. Ship the old which they made that part easy. So, they gave yeah. me a return label. The box was there. So, yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I've got the new one. Haven't tested it out. Um, and Do all the welds look good? Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't think they were messing around with me anymore. So. Yeah, they probably did a uh, a double quality control check on that one. Yeah, I'm hoping because the other one sucked. So almost <laughs> ruined that Marzen or made or helped me make an awesome Marzen. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. Problem is you'll never duplicate it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could. I could just, like... Hold it at 170 forever inside of the anvil, and then watch it drop to 150. Yeah, and then pull it out and like put it on the propane <laughs> burner. I mean, that's essentially what I did. So, right. and then start screwing with the valve so they leak all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But um, so let's see. Uh, trying to think what else I hit. Oh, I hit Icicle Brewing in uh, Leavenworth. I was in Leavenworth this past week. And uh, managed to go check out some of their beers. I brought home a German chocolate porter. A German chocolate porter. Yeah. Ridiculous. That sounds sounds like dessert. Yeah. So once we get through the Yakima beer scene, yeah. um, we'll, we'll start visiting some of these Wenatchee beers. Interesting. Um, I've got some interviews I'm working on in the Wenatchee slash Leavenworth, that whole area there. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to try that German chocolate Porter. Definitely. And, I, and I've seen the posters on like 217 saying that Leavenworth is now open. Yeah, I think, so. I think we should go hang out in Leavenworth because I think it's a pretty badass town. It's like literally the city code mandates that everything, houses, buildings, everything has to be built German, like German tradition. Interesting. So, and then the other thing I learned is like all of the like regular housing and like, um, like fairgrounds and like Napa and all that stuff has yeah. to be built off of the main strip. So okay. they have their tourist area, which looks like a Bavarian village. Yeah. And there's no shenanigans in that. It's like literally touristville. Anything else? COVID testing, physician's offices, plague, anything. Completely off. Like, yeah, off the grid. Get it out of my town. You're on the outskirts. <laughs> so, Damn. Right. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're not messing around with their tourists. No, it, no. It literally is 
more German than a lot of the German cities I drove through. So interesting. Yeah, it's a little Bavaria. So got to got to show up in your Lederhosen. Home of icicle brewing. Uh, funny, I almost brought my Lederhosen, and I was like, <laughs> I'll save those for next weekend, Mount Angel. <laughs> so. But yeah, there you go. A little bit of my little trip there. Um, trying to think what else we got here. Oh, the condenser's on its way. Should be here on Friday. Yeah, so you can start making hand sanitizer. Yeah, so I bought the cracked corn and the sugar for yeah. uh, for the hand sanitizer. Yeah. So um, so that should be good to go. I've been watching my fair share of uh, YouTube hand, hand how to make hand sanitizer videos. <laughs> I bought a pair of overalls. Oh God! Are we gonna call you Tim or Tickle? (laughs) I got Levi ones. I didn't get a Carhartt. I didn't get Carhartt or Liberty like popcorn Sutton. Yeah. No. I. uh, Yeah. It's. I had to get that, dude. You gotta wear the part. You gotta play the part, dude. God. (laughs) Oh, I'm just gonna. I can picture it now. You're going to be standing in your overalls, no fucking shirt on, <laughs> out there doing some hand sanitizer on Halloween. Yeah. I'm just sitting out there, minding my own business. <laughs> Ball jar in my hand. <laughs> Sipping hand sanitizer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see how this goes. I don't have high hopes. It's you know my be, attention to detail. So. Oh, yeah. It's gonna I, be. I've seen enough TV programs that i got more <laughs> attention to detail than some of those guys. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. More of the macro-level 10,000-foot idea guy, <laughs> and not necessarily the detail guy. So very well could go blind off the hand sanitizer. So. <laughs> Hey, Gary, sip this first. <laughs> I, need, I need you to test this for me. <laughs> no, don't rub it on your loins, buddy. So, anyways, so, yeah, good stuff. So, that'll that'll be on the horizon soon. Um, interesting process on that, though. So, beer mash, obviously, you uh, have a mash temperature. You introduce your grains. You let them soak for the 90, 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah. You sparge, and then you pull the wort off of the grain and boil it up. Mm-hmm. This, you um, bring your water to 170, pop your grains in, uh, pop your corn in. When the water hits 152, you pop your grain in because you do a little bit of barley for the enzyme conversion of the corn. Okay. And then um, you pop your sugar in into the mix. And then you add the yeast to the oatmeal slurry, actually with the grains and everything in it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And then you let it ferment its way out with all of that shit inside of it. It, it, At temperature? Nope. At 70. You drop it to 70. Oh, you drop it down to 70. But with all that shit inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you probably run it through a... Cheesecloth. Yeah, to kind of filter some of that crap out. Yeah, at whatever when you're done fermenting so so yeah you pull that off and that's what you've got because the theory is that you just have you just need the alcohol off it right right right. so most of the water stuck inside of that grain not the alcohol yeah so you pull that off and that's what you've got so and then you do condensing to get your alcohol out of it yeah, and then you condense it to get your alcohol to make the hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Then you got pure sanitizer. Yep. Well, I mean, it kills all the bugs. We're in a COVID world, baby. All of them. 
Just kills them all. Kills them all. Kills them all. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting, different little processor. I actually had to read it about a hundred times to be like, is somebody screwing with me? Because that sounds F. <laughs> like, what is going on there? And then I was, when you finally start thinking about it, that you only want, like, yeah. the good part of the liquid. Right. It's like, eh. It also explains why a lot of those guys reuse their mash. So, because they're not sparging out over the top of it, right? Exactly. They're not rinsing it. They just throw a little bit more corn, a little more malt in what they've got. Right. And then pop, and then the yeast just kind of keeps it going as you're going. Huh. So, yeah, I don't know. So, it's almost like a continuous process if you wanted it to be. Yeah, it's not going to be mine. There's no way. (laughs) It reminds me of those sourdough starters that just kind of go on forever. It's just like, I don't have the time or space for that. So, let alone fermentation smells like ass anyway. Yeah. You really don't need that going on. Ugh. But, yeah. Well, that'll be an entertaining little process. So It definitely will. What about you? You brewing? You not brewing? No, not brewing. What not the brewing. F? Um, it, too, too many twists on the work schedule yeah. um, for me to be able to, to really dedicate any time to that right now. Um, and, and what it's going to come down to is, is just me focusing and saying, all right, fuck it. I'm going to dedicate one weekend day. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to brew. But uh, I just have to make sure that I've actually got that weekend day to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a while since you brewed, man. Yeah, it has. And um, I've got to do some maintenance to make sure everything's running the way it's supposed to. I've got to get oxygen (laughs) so that I can oxygenate the wort. Uh, there's, There's a few things I've got to do before I can actually start brewing again. Just to make sure it's a smooth process. Huh. Well, so I, we have my Marzen. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we don't have to wait on yours, I mean, that's five gallons of Marzen. Right. You, you know, and I, I see five gallons being okay this year for an uh, Oktoberfest party. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I think it'll be fine. I'm heading to Mount Angel next weekend to buy sausage. And, uh, and so we're going to be dialed. So I'm thinking, and we need to work on your schedule. Yeah, we got to figure out a date. Yep, I got it. So it's that first weekend in October. Okay. And um, so looking so at that, Cameron on Saturday night is theoretically having his homecoming. Okay. And then, but if we did a Friday night, if you could pull a Friday night. So the first weekend would be like the second, third, and fourth. Yeah, so the Friday is, I think, the second. Yep, it is. So we just got to, if we targeted it on the second and did a Friday night, then, because the problem is then the following weekend, um, Deb and I are in Walla Walla for our anniversary. And then the weekend after that, um, there's a bunch of people that are gone as well that normally attend. Okay. So then that pushes it out three weeks. Yeah, to like the 24th or something. Which we could do, but that gets starts to get, weather starts to get weird oh, yeah. and all that. So so it's either the weekend of the 24th or the weekend of the 3rd, but it can't be the, or it can't be the 3rd because of homecoming. Yeah. It'd have to be that Friday night. Right. So more to come, but we've all got right. a Marzen ready to rock, so. We'll try and shoot for that then in a second. Yeah. There you go. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about these beers. So, we're drinking fine Yakima beers tonight. Yes. Um, yes, yes. And so, 
starting with Juicy. Hey, Juicy. Juice Got Loose by Valley Brewing. Um, this is the beer that started it all, a hazy IPA brewed with Simcoe, Citra, Galaxy, and Mosaic by Valley Brewing. Which is funny because it seems tame compared to a lot of the uh, hazies out there now. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, it's very but, balanced. Uh, yeah, really balanced, very good. Um, and as listeners would know, I'm not a huge IPA guy, but... Uh, the funny thing is, we've been drinking quite a few of those lately. One in, one in Rome, do as the Yakimanians do. So that's what they. Yeah, uh, it's actually not a bad beer. Very well balanced. Yeah. So uh, nice in the can. Seems to be holding up inside the can. Um, very balanced, hazy IPA, and not too juicy. I would say definitely more of that standard New England style. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty decent. So beer number two. If we're starting left to right is Bell Breakers Imagination Station. So this is the Pinwheel Party Summer Ale. It says the Imagination Station is our five-barrel test kitchen and brewer's playground. Huh. Uh, this summertime sipper, uh, let's see, I'm looking, it has real hibiscus flowers, lemon peel, and guava puree in it. Yep, there it is. So. Yeah, I was going to say it's tasting a little fruity. Uh, that would explain that. Yeah. Um, I'm a big guava fan, so I love love guava juice. Uh, and it actually doesn't taste too bad in that beer. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that balance. It's got a pretty little color on it, too. Yeah, it's it's got that light pink color to it. Um, good carbonation, too. Yeah. Decent little sipper, so by Bell Breaker Imagination Station Pinwheel. That's pretty good beer. Yeah, not bad. All right, Neon Icon DDH Hazy IPA. This is by Valor Brewing in Yakima, and it's a beer that is loud fermented with pure citra hops. And you can definitely taste the citra hop. And pure flavor right juice. It's actually start. I actually like that beer. That's really good. It's double dry hopped with citra and strata in combination with a healthy dose of pilsen and wheat malt to create a complete and subtle profile. Um, that's yeah. You know, I like the flavor on it. Um it's funny, too, because when you smell it, it smells more earthy than what the actual flavor is. The, the flavor is more of the citrus, but the the nose note on it is more of like I'm an earthy hop. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's a pretty good beer. So that's a pretty bold beer. Very different than the Hibiscus uh, Imagination Station by Bale Breaker, and certainly very different from Valley's other one, the Hazy Juice Got Loose. So, yeah, golden, golden color, too, man. So, just glows. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, very, it's almost neon colored. Yeah. yeah, neon icon. That must be that, that combination of that grain inside of it. So. It must be. All right, and then the final one that we're trying is Lupo Max. Um, this is the one that we talked about right at the start of the show. Uh, it uses the Lupo Max hops by uh, Yakima Valley Hops. This is a collab with Jay Haas, Yakima Valley Hops, and Valley Brewing. 
It's Citra Mosaic and Sabro Hops, Lupo Max Pellets. Um, again, listen to our last podcast interview with uh, Yakima Valley Hops, and they'll talk all about what that Lupo Max is and how to score yourself some. So, um, pretty bold, hazy IPA. So, pretty strong. Yeah, it is. It's very definitely on the, the strong side. Um, but again, it's the way they've done that beer, it's got a really good balance to the flavor. Um, I'm not not getting blown out by overly hop flavors, which is kind of nice. Yep, not at all. So, All right, man. Well, we've covered the beers. We've covered the interview. A huge thanks to uh, Oscar out of the tap and uh, for taking some time for to introduce us to your new business. Um, check them out. They're in downtown Yakima. It's a self-serve beer tap house. So if you're flying through Yakima and you're thirsty and you need some beer, um, stop there. Visit the tap. And um, huge thanks to the beers tonight that were uh, given to us. So Valley Brewing, uh, the Juice Got Loose, and Neon Icon, Bell Breakers, Imagination Station, and then the Lupo Max by Valley Brewing and Haas. Um, all outstanding beers. We'll be rating them on Untapped, everybody's favorite tap rating piece, <laughs> or not so much. But uh, we're we're there. So, and um, I think that's all we got. So until next week, I yes. guess uh, when we focus on varietal brewing, till we meet again. Yeah, yeah. Tim beers. Thanks for listening to the Portland Tim Beers Podcast. Be sure to visit the Portland Tim Beers Podcast on ACAST.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Tim Beers Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Tim Beers. Tim Beers.